The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S.com. Corey, how do you like your nipples? Toasty. You like your nipples draped in luxury? All the time. All the time? Well, if you love luxurious feeling nipples, I suggest you go and support some of the people who sponsor our show. Huh? 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 I don't see how I could not. <laughs> go ahead and take you and your nipples, and you're going to go over to our first one, which is uh, he does all our art. He's a really good friend of ours, uh, Brad Gunnarsson, Statusphere Merch, statusphere.merch.com. Use the coupon code TERROR. Get, you, get yourself 15% off of your order there. And furthermore, you can take take the same set of nipples, head over to thehate.com, T-H-E-H-V-I-I-I.com, three eyes. Use HBG15, get you 15% off there, treat yourself and your nipples. And I only wish I had more than three nipples to use. Episode 77 of the Podcast of Terror, production of the Galactic Network. This is a podcast about all things scary. I'm your host, Matt Stein. Uh, Corey is currently on a required and much-needed vacation. I put him on a timeout. Uh, he's back home in Michigan, spending time with his family, being a better Corey. I don't know what else to do. Uh, filling in this week is going to be your returning guest. Actually, I thought about this earlier. Um, this is your fourth time, so you are now the current record holder of returning guests. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's the voice. So of- I'm, not, I'm, not, so I'm, I'm not the co-host. No, you're I'm kind kidding. of the co You're get- Fuck you. Am I, am I host or am I guest? <sighs> What's going on here? Am I filling in for Corey, or is but, it is it the Matt Stein show <laughs> special guest Jack McCone? I don't want it to be the Matt Stein show. It still, but this still counts as an appearance on our show, okay, co-host or guest. It's your fourth. Appearance. Do I have to do anything that Corey normally does? Dick jokes. Uh, he doesn't make dick jokes, does he? I don't know. You make the dick jokes, I, and then he feel like feeds off of my dick jokes, and then it turns into like his big sloppy mess of dick jokes. It, it sounds like I'm a guest. <laughs> Just, just beat Jack. That's all I know. Um, anyway, I like that you said he's uh, on vacation with his family. Like those are two opposite things to me. <laughs> Corey's such a nice guy that he's the best. That these would have. Been, I was about to say these are big shoes to fill, but I'm not filling them. I'm the guest. So it's, uh, you're the fucking guest. You're the coach. Whatever, whatever. Be whatever you want. Anyway, if you if you've never listened to an episode of Jack before, a you're probably in for a very long episode. Um, <laughs> but he is the co-host of worst episode ever, a Simpsons podcast in nineties percentile. Um, so because you don't want to be the guest, you want to be the co-host. I shouldn't let you plug your stuff, right? No, I'm the guest. <laughs> exactly. It's we uh, and if you ever buy anything, you can buy it up from amazon.wepodcast.com. Check out our 90s podcast, 90s percentile, our Simpsons podcast, worst episode ever, our commentary series, Sync Points. Do you practice this in the mirror? Yeah, I do. I go, I go you, you plug into me. You plug into me. You plug into me. <laughs> um, yeah, well, thanks for coming. All right, now, I'm back, now I'm back to co-host. Yeah, back to co-host. Uh, now that I made my plugs. Um, yeah, it was pretty short notice. Because Corey's a dick when he schedules a vacation. Um, it's definitely true. We're going to talk about that in a minute, I'm sure. What? About that? Our movie Corey's a dick? No, our movie choice. Corey's not a dick. Oh, Corey dropping out of being short notice. Yeah. 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 Usually is. You usually don't say, uh, hey, I'm going to uh, go disappear in six months. That's true. Yeah. Just so you're aware, <laughs> in six weeks, I'm going to disappear for a couple weeks. 
Uh, no, Corey, I love you. I'm sure you're listening. To this. Yeah, I, you're you're missed here. Again, I'm not filling your shoes because I I'm the guest. But uh, it, the podcast era is not the same without you. This will be this will go down in history as one of the worst episodes ever. That's wepodcast.com. I'm guessing again. Wepodcast.com. I said you could switch. Also, I want to give a shout out to my co-host and my partner in podcasting occupation, uh, Dan Mulhall, because uh, I know he's going to listen to this. Which I think is it's it's kind of uh, it's uh, it's sweet that Dan listens to this. Well, he will listen to anything where he is reasonably sure he will be talked about. So, <laughs> hi, Dan. We're talking about you. We're talking about you listening. Does does Dan um, does he drive to work or does he take the subway? He takes the subway. See, I don't. But he does drive sometimes, which I, I do not do. Yeah, see, I fucked that. Power to him. Um, I I just see him like in a subway and his head just getting bigger and bigger, <laughs> just looking around smiling. Like goes up to some random person like, hey, they're talking about me. Listen to this, Dan. If you're listening right now, you're on the R train. You're probably right about a Prospect Ave. I want you to turn to the person to your left. Oh. Or if they're a crazy homeless person, turn to the person to your right and say, hey, Jack and Matches said hi. <laughs> These guys are talking about me. I know them. <laughs> uh, I just uh, I finished my coffee and the bottom was 98% coffee grounds. Oh, that happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. I think gross. I learned by now. Um, yeah, for more on this podcast, including show notes, contact information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash bot. You can check out this on our Slack channel during our shows at gncast.com slash sign up. And while you're there, you can subscribe to our newsletter. Um, we're spoiling the movie Near Dark today in honor. Spoilers for a movie that came out 30 years ago. Yep. Um, we're doing it in, in, in honor of the life of Bill Paxton, who uh, we found out earlier uh, today passed away. Which yeah, will... like five hours ago. Jesus. <laughs> fresh wound. Yeah, when you when you text me, I kind of thought you were joking because he was not old. Uh, that's the classic Jack Facone humor. Hey. Yeah. Hey, you hear about Bill Paxson? He's dead. He fucking died. Yeah, waka, waka, waka. <laughs> I was like, fucking Jack. Jack, tell me people are dead again. I had to Google it to make <laughs> sure he wasn't lying. My, yeah, no, my, my stand-up uh, career was fizzled very quickly. I just, hey, it's great to be here. Hey, what about Bill Paxson, huh? He's not alive. <laughs> <laughs> Audience was just like, it's too meta for them. <laughs> hey, I've seen your stand-up. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You didn't see my Bill Paxson bit. I did not see your Bill Paxton bit. Is that, is that on your next uh, Netflix special? No, because now it's true. It's not funny anymore. No, you can say it, and then when people are like, ooh, just be like, oh, too soon? Too soon? <laughs> then it's okay. Is that how it works? I don't know. I'm not a you too soon? Do. It's okay? Yeah, as long as you're too soon, it's okay. It's- There's a, a guy I do stand-up with a lot, uh, and he ends his act with uh, little girl, little riddles that his daughter tells him, mm-hmm. like really corny jokes, like... Uh, um, uh, what do you call a pile of cats? A mountain. Oh, Jesus. And whenever he says something like that, I just yell, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> it just confuses everybody. Oh, God. Um, sorry. I had opened now, the... Like, once I explain my, my joke, it's not very funny. I I stopped because I opened up the CNN link to the, that Bill Paxton passed away because that's their first news story. And it started playing fucking music in the background. And there's nothing that drives me nuts more... Oh, CNN's the worst. Than websites that play music, because yeah, no, now CNN that, automatically plays oh, their video, the news videos. Trump stupid. was right to keep them out of the newsroom, um, even though it was uh, pretty much just destroying the freedom of the press and 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 uh, taking away <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. freedom of speech and all that. Uh, you know those fucking autoplay ads, good riddance. 
oh, I, hate, I, I hate him so much. And now that, that brief music will show up on our podcast and who knows, I'll get this fucking channel shut down too because of whatever. This would be a good story for uh, Weird World Weekly, but um, do you know about the CNN Apocalypse video? No. So when the network started in the early 90s, late 80s, uh, Ted Turner had them make a video so that if we if nuclear war was initiated they would have something to play so it's just like a hey uh there's some incoming missiles from russia we're all about to die uh here's a three minute video saying goodbye uh, and it was just like, it's like you know sad music and like a montage of america at its greatest and it was basically they didn't want dead air they assumed their reporters like you know you're gonna have uh wolf blitzer he's going to go home with his family so he's not going to be there when it happens so they, they needed something to play have you and seen video this video yeah so i think it's on youtube is it, is it, don't go watch it now you're if you're watching us right now watch it in t- three hours but i was uh, just gonna play it then the, then the oscars are gone. yeah play it play it is this it sounds like it All right Really more about the visuals. Yeah. I expected like Dan Rather to show up. Nah, he's not CNN. I don't fucking know. Yeah, so it's just like a the U.S. Army band playing sad music. Yeah. It's it's not it's not like Oscar-winning video. It's really more the the the. Uh, the concept that's creepy as shit and morbid. <laughs> no, it really is. But with the way the way you described it, I expected there to be like some voiceover being like, "Well, the world's come to an end." Well, you know, now that Trump's president and the world might very well end, we should actually they probably uh, have that queued up twenty four seven. No, we, we need a we need like a reboot. We need like a like a hard reboot. Like let's get let's get J.J. Abrams to reboot the the apocalypse. <laughs> the the U.S. Uh, the U.S. Army band playing while there's cars exploding in the background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Harrison Ford shows up just to make us all feel a little bit better. <laughs> John Williams could do the score. Uh, <laughs> I'd watch it. I would I'd love it. John. If John Williams scored my my death by uh, by nuclear blast, I would I, I couldn't couldn't die happier. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Uh, unless he unless he reuses music like uh, like the hook soundtrack in Attack of the Clones, uh, I, I, if that if I hear that bullshit right before I die, oh, I'll be so pissed. I'll be so pissed. Pay. I'll be, I, that's actually why Sarah Connor is doing that thing in the on the fence in Terminator Two. It's because she realized John Williams was reusing old music, and she's like, no, no. <laughs> I never knew that that music was reused. It's not. It just sounds very similar. No, fair enough. I'll give it. So, anyways, yeah, Bill Paxton died. <laughs> Um, yeah, R.I.P. Rest in peace. Yeah, compl- first time complications to surgery, which that scares the shit out of me. That scares the oh. shit out of me because that was probably like some just basic surgery. He's like, he's gonna be in, be out, heart stopped. Yeah, I because uh, when you told me, I was like, oh, he wasn't, he wasn't sick. I, he wasn't like a big coke fiend, from what I've heard. So it just didn't make sense that he died. But then I saw complications to surgery. Yeah, and he just seemed like the warmest, like nice guy, you know. Should uh, pour one out for the extreme. Like if Tom Berenger died at sixty-one from complications surgery, I'd be like, eh. Like you know, he's, he seems like he seems like a grumpy guy. Yeah. But yeah. but Bill Paxton seemed like a just a genuinely decent, nice guy. Well, that's like when uh, like the Ultimate Warrior died. That didn't surprise me. He had a grabber while driving, hit a tree. That doesn't surprise me at all. Like I did a shit ton of cocaine. If you ever saw him cutting a promo and you didn't think he was doing cocaine, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> 
<laughs> but Bill Pat, that sucked. We have to watch Twister. Yeah, it's, a good movie. Now, it's not a horror movie. It wouldn't be great. No, not at all. But I did. I, I watched Twister like three times in a row when it first came out, and then we had a tornado warning in my hometown, and I was fucking terrified. I'm like, there's no thir- there's no pipe that goes 30 feet down. How am I gonna live? <laughs> You're fucked. You're yeah. fucked. <laughs> a fuck um, you should uh, you should do a spinoff podcast with Corey called Podcast of Weather and just do weather based movies. <laughs> That's Twister, really perfect good storm. idea. We uh, singing in the rain. We talked about doing um, sunshine. <laughs> I have no a idea. walk in the clouds. God damn it! Uh, we talked about doing a, a April Fool's. Hell, Caesar. <laughs> Right, let me know when you're done. I can't think of a sleet one. I can't think of a sleet one. Right, we'll be about sleet. Snow dogs. About sleet. I don't know if there's a movie about sleet. Oh, Sleet Snow, 2009. That sounds like a fake movie. Uh, it's an IMDb page, so it's got to be real. <laughs> oh, it's like a love story. Meh. Never mind. Uh, no, we were talking about doing a, an April Fool's episode in which we were going to do Xanadu. Because Corey <laughs> loves the movie Xanadu, I guess. That's, that's actually pretty funny. Although, if you you say that in advance, it kind of no longer an April Fool's joke. Fine, I'll go back and I'll edit the podcast. I'll just be one big long beep over the name. No one will know. Is nobody watching right now? I don't think so. They're just, all watching the Barbara Walters pre-Oscar special. You're all pumped for the Oscars. I'm just pumped to eat dinner. <laughs> too i don't know i think I, I just, i'm really i'm trying to not get takeout because i'm broke it's probably really but, easy for you to do out there oh yeah no i'm surrounded by it yeah. especially where i am um I'm, I, I don't know i'm very tempted I, I it's a payday it was friday was a payday it's the weekend i worked my ass off i haven't relaxed all weekend except for briefly last night uh where i watched hell or high water and it wasn't even a good movie um and like i don't know i feel like i earned like a twelve dollar takeout meal, but I don't know what. See, I don't know. I don't know what twelve New York dollars will get you. <sighs> like a combo meal. From. Anyway, I was thinking. I'm thinking halal. I think. I'm thinking. I want some shawarma. Because I just made a bunch of French fries and I made some chopped meat. So I don't know if I want a burger. This is a really interesting. This is. Is this podcast of takeout? It's going to be by the end of this. I, I really like food. Fast Food Nation. Fast Food Nation. Um, Popeye. Do you like sushi? No, I do not. I do not eat anything from the ocean. Huh. Not on principle. It just grosses me out. No, I, yeah, I didn't think it was based on principle since you eat hamburgers. <laughs> Which I, I, I'm morally against. I think I, I, I'm morally vegetarian. I think uh, the way we treat, we don't need to kill animals anymore. We, we've evolved past that. But burgers taste so good. This is going to turn into the podcast of ethics. Um, <laughs> so you don't, so you don't think that animals should die at all. It here's here here's how I go. I don't know about ethics or what's right or principle because other animals kill animals. I don't know. If there is a objective right or wrong, what I do know is, if I see an animal suffering, I feel bad. Oh, I, I, I completely agree. Yeah, that's all I'm going on. But the delicious. If, if, if I have to step on a cockroach, it ruins my day. Oh, like, see, I see bugs. I don't care about. I will murder. I feel a bad bug. for the rest of the day. No, um, I'll, I'll murder a bug. I don't care about that. So, like the, like the idea. If I saw a cow 
I would be, I would fall in love with that cow. I'd be like, this is the cutest thing ever. I want this cow. I don't like when I play Minecraft, I won't kill any of the animals, which is, it hurt. It hurts. You know, some, sometimes I need some feathers to make some arrows. I'm fucked. <laughs> I've never played Minecraft. And I'm I started about three months ago. Keep it that way. My commute. I bought it on my phone. Oh, that makes sense. See, I don't. Yeah, so like when I'm listening, I get bored now when I listen to podcasts, I need something else to do. So I'm like, I, like I chop trees. I chop wood. Uh, yeah. I go on streaks of things that I do in my free time. Um, sure you do. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> in the nicest way possible. Fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, meat's delicious though. It really I'm is. Just gonna get you know. I don't want to forget about the meat conversation. Certain so. meats, certain meats. Ground beef is my favorite. Ground beef and bacon. So like, mm. chuck meatloaf burgers. My fa- uh, favorite. See, I like turkey and chicken a lot. Yeah. I do. I like and I I love red meat. I just. I can eat more turkey than red meat. <laughs> well, I do eat more turkey and chicken. I only I try to limit my red meat intake to one or two times a week. Yep. Yeah. It, it, so it it's ground, not to a point. My, my it ground tuck is all turkey. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I just I I like for dinner tonight. I will make a, t- a pound of ground turkey and some spaghetti sauce and throw it in a bowl with a bunch of vegetables. It's kind of exactly what I'm going to do yeah. later. Yeah. Um, but I'm I don't want to eat it. I'm, I already ate it. I've been eating it nonstop, so I'm kind of sick of it. That's why I won't take out. Oh, see, I just change up my spices. Sit I just discovered. Well, that's it. I just discovered spices. I've never used spices before. Podcast and, like, cooking. Yeah, I just discovered uh, pa- packets of like sloppy Joe powder, and I was like, oh yep. my god, this changes everything. Yeah, I've, uh, a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of times, I will take. Um, I'll make like some rice, some basmati rice, and take uh, make like turkey taco meat and put that on the rice. Yep. 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 It's the best. Yep. It's crap. Same and then I throw in the, I don't want the veg vegetables in there, but I'll throw in veggies to to be healthy. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm such a happy go lucky guy. I just want to live as long as possible so I can keep being this happy and enjoying life. See, I want an adventure. Life is a, the adventure of a lifetime by Coldplay. That's my favorite song. God damn. Do you want to do the next news story before we get weird and sad? Yeah. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. You're better off. You're yeah. better than the rest of us now. Yeah. Yeah. You can eat cheeseburgers and wherever you want. <laughs> um nowhere <laughs> podcast religion um, podcast of atheism also called 90s percentile that's wepodcast.com w-e-e podcast.com there's more to that don't don't stop New episodes every monday there you go um <laughs> right, now host again next news story i got oh, what's our next story um now and i know you used to play more video games than you do now i'm guessing as a child you played castlevania no, I didn't. Ever. Oh, I never did. Um, I, I know it was like one of the staples, mm-hmm. but it was, wasn't one of the, the dozen NES games I had in my drawer that my mom bought me. Fair enough. Uh, and uh, I, when I got, I got my sister an NES Classic for Christmas, and I saw it was one of the classic games on there, and I, I started playing it. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Um, so, okay, so you're probably not as pumped as a lot of, you know, 80s nerds out there that their Netflix is making a TV show. I, if it's if it's good, I'm all for it. You know that seems like a great place to finally get a video game adaptation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I, I wasn't a huge Castlevania fan, so I'm it's about vampires and monsters and shit. Yeah, basically, it's the the tale of a Dracula story. You know what I mean? One of many. But uh, yeah, they released a, te- a teaser poster for it, and it actually looks kind of badass. But no, that's I'm, I'm all for it. I love Netflix. I think they put a lot of quality shows out there. Did you? And, um, you probably haven't. But have you? Did you watch Ultimate Beastmaster yet? No, I don't even know what that is. So it's a 
worldwide. Not like, like the, the Beastmaster video game. Brian Singer's cousin? Oh, Jesus. Mark um, Singer? That 80s movie, Beastmaster? Is that what you're talking about? Like a remake of that? No, no, no. I'm not being funny. I'm asking. Oh, no, 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 no. This is me as co-host. So, so did you, did you, um, you heard of uh, like Ninja Warrior, an American Ninja yes, Warrior? Yes, okay. Yes. So it's Netflix's Ninja Warrior, but it's a worldwide competition that was released simultaneously worldwide in like five different languages on the same day on Netflix. Holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah, so it's like a really cool concept. So uh, point being is Netflix can do all sorts of really cool shit, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully Castlevania is cool. Uh, it comes out in 2017 at some point. I'm hoping Iron Fist is cool because... Uh, the fuck is Iron I Fist? Love it. So uh, Netflix has four, possibly five Marvel series. Okay. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and possibly The Punisher. And the first four are going to team up for a Defender series next year or later this year, which will be the Avengers for TV. Okay. Uh, and Iron Fist is the fourth one, but he seems to be the least interesting, at least for me. I, I know the least about him. Uh, it's just some white guy that does Kung Fu. Like Luke Cage had a lot of cool issues. Jessica Jones was really cool. Mm. Uh, Daredevil is my favorite superhero. Uh, and ironically, my least favorite of the, the three series. Because she's a woman? Who? Daredevil is my least favorite. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is my favorite of the three. Uh, it's such a good show. Uh, and David Tennant is the best Marvel villain since Loki, maybe even better than Loki. Huh. He's so good. Have you watched it? No. I, I have watched, I watched Luke Cage. The, like in, It's one of the creepiest, creepiest real-world supervillain I've ever seen. What, what show is this? Daredevil? His, his name, he, he's the purple man, and he whatever he says, you have to do. And that's and it's on, so casual. It's so like if he says go fuck yourself, you have to go fuck yourself, and you break your back doing it. That's on Daredevil. But it's such a, it's such a creepy power. No, this is Jessica Jones. God damn it, I can't keep track of this. Daredevil is uh, Vincent D'Onofrio with as Kingpin, oh, who's okay. who's good. He was good. All right. Daredevil is just kind of boring. Bores me. Like the fight scenes are really cool. There's some really cool moments, but it's just it reeks of. Uh, that glut of basic cable TV shows that just does the same fucking basic cable story. Like every, every, every basic cable show since Sopranos is basically the exact same fucking show. I will watch Jessica Jones for you. You should. It's really good. And it's, it's got a, it's, it's like, there's a lot of thematic stuff going on there about rape culture and shit. It's, it's really creepy. Well, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, he makes cool. her take photos. Uh, he makes her take selfies of her smiling every day. So she's like has to smile, like it's it's really it's fucked up. I think I'm gonna like it. Yeah, for the wrong reasons, maybe. But what? No, I just I. <laughs> ooh, 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 I like that. Ooh, make a girl smile. Yeah. Ooh, sign me up. Jesus. <laughs> That's my Matt impression. Don't worry. Ooh, 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 I'm a misogynist. <laughs> every every six or eight weeks, people get to hear the ad that you and Dan did where you make fun of Corey and I. <laughs> That wasn't a making fun of. That was like a, a like an homage. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Corey and I have to repay the favor someday, but you guys refuse to play ads. So oh, why I would, I would love, time? I would love, I would love if you guys did an impression of me and Dan. Who would do who? Uh, I th- I would probably have to do Dan, just because I like you more. <laughs> I feel bad being. He's listening, Matt. I know he is. <laughs> I know he is. You hear that, Dan? Like Jack more. I'm Team Jack. You just you're just saying that so that you, you're trying to make him like you more. He's now you're playing hard to get. Yep, yep. I'm. I want Dan to get jealous so that Dan will talk to me more. 
and then we can start vacationing together. <laughs> I don't know why we went to vacation. I don't know why we're going on vacation, but that's should we do? Should we do a uh, like a, a podcast timeshare? <laughs> sure, <laughs> we'll get like six podcast hosts in on this thing. Uh, <laughs> House in Acapulco it sounds like an MTV show in the making. I would, real, it would have to end up I'm trying to think six. of like what channel this would actually end up on because it wouldn't be MTV. No, it'd be like Fuse or something. Somebody, some channel nobody watches. What you you don't have cable at YouTube. all, right? Huh? You don't have any TV service? Um, no, I have some apps that I use. Okay. Uh, so Sling, which is what we switched to for cable, has a Cheddar channel, which there's like a bunch of random shit on, and then there's a Polaris channel, and the Polaris channel seems to be every YouTuber known to man has like the own their own TV show. Really? Yeah. So I'm thinking even, we could even, get... uh, even PewDiePie. Uh, that Nazi? <laughs> Not anymore. I believe PewDiePie was on there. Markiplier's on it a bunch. Um, but yeah, no, no one likes PewDiePie anymore. But I'm guessing we can get our our Nazis do all right. People do. They love him. <laughs> He's huge in Germany right now. <laughs> um, well, Germany, Germany's the most liberal country in the world right at this point at this moment. That's true. I do love Germany. Um, I feel like we can get our our podcasting timeshare on one of those channels. All right, let's do it. All right. But I'm going to act as host here. Speaking of time sharing, uh, this podcast is sharing too much of my time. Let's move on to the next story. Wow, dick. What? No, that was good. That was like a, uh, we call that a segue in the biz. That wasn't a very good segue. Uh, the and next news. Treat me with respect. Sorry. Now I'm the host. You're... <laughs> I can't. This is, worse than, this is worse than having a side hoe. I can't <laughs> keep track of how to treat you. Am I your gumar? <laughs> Sure, you can be whatever you, you want. You watch Sopranos? No, I don't. And or know any Italians besides me? No. Gumar is is your is your is your woman on the side? Oh, is your but but it's a girlfriend. I, it's like not some random fuck. It's like it's your girlfriend that's not your wife. Okay. You have, yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. give her a place. You have to take her out. Yeah, you're it's so, literally you're so like peace. a second wife. Yeah. So yesterday, um, quick story, and then we'll get into the news story. But um, we went to a hockey game, and, and it was the teddy bear toss. And uh, so after the home team scored their first goal, everyone threw teddy bears on the ice, and then they collected the teddy bears and they gave it to the, the um, they gave it to the children's hospital in town. So I went to the Walgreens down the street from my house because they had uh, Valentine's Day teddy bears on sale, seventy percent off. So I got like four of them, and I'm standing in line, and this girl just looks at me and she's like, "That's a lot of teddy bears," and I'm like, "Got a lot of side hose." <laughs> she stared at me. Oh, that's away. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes jokes go over people's heads. Oh, well, I had a good one, man. I had a good one with my family, and and they were just they were they just went over their heads and oh fuck, can't remember. Was that a pancake house? <laughs> oh man, I was I was so proud of it. It was such a good joke. Well, know. if you oh, thinking... oh, now I know now okay. I know. Okay. So there was like a, it, they have like it was kids' night and they had uh, like people dressed up in mascots mm-hmm. like walking around like a, like a big. Uh, minion and a big cat in the hat walking around and my nephew was so excited to see them and the cat in the hat came over and he started petting petting my nephew's head and you know they don't talk or anything they're just like <laughs> and my nephew got really nervous and he just stopped talking and he's just like frozen in like fear slash awe and the cat's like tr- trying to make him feel better and uh, so i said what's the matter cat in the hat got your tongue Fuck nothing yes. crickets i would have lost it that would have been the most. That was literally the one time in human history that that was that line would have worked, mm-hmm. and it was wasted on my brother and sister and sister-in-law and cat find, in the hat. You should find a better family. I'm working on it. I'm trying. 
<laughs> accepting applications. I'd oh, like yeah, to apply. That's, that's, my new, that's my new podcast. <laughs> I, I'm your family. Um, so yeah, our news story. Uh, real short one. The Tales from the Crypt reboot now has a new trailer, apparently. It showed up out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, I never heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. This actually came out a couple of days ago, and I just found it finding news for our. It's gonna be on HBO. Uh, TNT. Huh. Which is huh. even yeah, it's uh, M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong uh, is the head of the series, and then all of a sudden, like they stopped talking about it. They said there was there was a lot of legal issues, and no one really knew when it was gonna come out. And then this trailer just showed up out of nowhere. Now the trailer doesn't say this tales from the crypt other than it's titled tales from the crypt reboot trailer and then you hear the crypt keeper laughing is it gonna be the same guy that does the voice i don't know for certain it sounds pretty much the same but you'll how find somebody you'll find somebody who can yeah. do the voice dan can do the voice pretty well yeah get it's dan. not that difficult yeah sign up get dan dan mulhall you have you have like his address and social security number you want to say real quick so they can find him uh he hates when i give out a social security number on the air he's, he's <laughs> just <laughs> Um, but if he does leave us, if he leaves Wii Studios to be the new Crypt Keeper, uh, I might need a new co-host slash guest. So I'm honored. Corey know. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so close. So close. Uh, yeah, so that, that's still slated to come out sometime in 2017. So we'll see what happens. And then our last news story, because Jack and I talk too fucking much. I'm sorry. That's my fault. <laughs> You get me off on a tangent. I follow. It's it's several caffeine pills this weekend. So yeah, what the what the fuck? <laughs> what the, why don't you just drink more coffee or do coke? I, I feel like the I feel like the coffee is just not doing it. Uh, it's just weak. I pee a lot. Uh, that's true. I I got to a point I'm where I'm I'm washing the pills down with coffee. I still had like three cups geez. of coffee today, but that's it. And the caffeine pills. That's true, yeah. And and I drink a big thing of green tea every day, but that's like got a drink quarter green of tea caffeine. all goddamn day. Um, that's an impressive amount of caffeine. <laughs> how do you sleep at night? Like physically, <laughs> how do you fall asleep at night? Um, I try not to take any caffeine after four p.m. Okay. And usually, I'm so mentally exhausted uh, from crying myself to sleep that I fall asleep. How, what time do you go to bed? Uh, Friday night, I went to bed at nine thirty. I was out like yeah. a Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. I went um, to bed at eight thirty one night. Typically, it's it fluctuates. Uh, lately, it's been eleven. That's was terrible. Before I started podcasting with Dan, it was like six thirty, and me and my girlfriend were like, "This is bad." We it was when I first started working full time, but she was also just like going to bed with me, and we were just like, "We should not be uh, going to bed this early." This is like this is not a life well lived. No, no, and that's um. I needed a hobby, and then we started. We still <laughs> fucking podcasting is, it's somewhere between a hobby and a narcotic. It's a gumar. It's, it's my, it's my it's, side hoe. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. Next time my wife complains about it, I'll be like, she needs attention too. You know. <laughs> um, it, my wife goes to bed at like nine most of the time. I don't know why she claims she tries to get it. her alarm starts going off at like four forty-five, and then she gets up at seven. So for three hours and or two hours and 15 minutes i wake up every 20 minutes with a fucking alarm but um no i wake up i, I don't i'm not a good sleeper no, no 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 neither am i so i i used to go to bed with her but now i just stay up till like 10 or 11 because i'm you an right. adult 
<laughs> last news story we have is uh, <clears throat> the new Halloween movie that's coming out is actually set to come out on October 19th, 2018, which people seem super surprised of because the Friday the 13th movie was shit-canned, and apparently Blair Witch, the new Rings movie, the new Resident Evil, and the new Underworld all did horrendously. Oh, the new Resident Evil movie uh, bombed? Yeah. Resident Evil's well, final chapter. It was supposed chapter. to be the last one. Uh, I, uh, I'm guessing because it bombed, it might actually be the last one. I never. Ble- I always assumed they'd just come back in like five, ten years. See, they um, started getting too far away from the video game, uh, so I stopped yeah, watching. Five minutes together. into the first movie. Yep. Yep. Um, um, oh, no, but I'm not surprised. I thought they were, I thought it was a popular series. It didn't do that bad. I mean, 238 million. Oh, that's great. Yeah. All right, then they're fine. The movie yeah. probably made for like 30 million. Um, 40. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this Halloween remake, it's so it's a separate remake from the Rob Zombie. But it's not really a remake. It they're, they're saying it might be a sequel. Yeah. So it, it it's supposed to come between two and four, because the original yeah. three wasn't really. But four has been retconned out of existence. Four, five, and six never happened, according to H two O and uh, the one that came after H two O with Busta Rhymes. Uh, Resurrection. <laughs> Resurrection. Yeah, so I, I, I feel like this is going to potentially replace 4, 5, and 6. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and who's, somebody, who's doing it? Seth Rogen or somebody? Isn't that somebody silly? Like Danny comedian? McBride. Danny McBride, yeah. Which int- is... We'll, we'll see. Well, I think it's also David Gordon Green, who's a really yes. interesting filmmaker. Yeah. yeah. So he did, a, uh, he did a movie I loved called... Uh, I forget the name of the movie. But uh, it was with uh, Dermot Mulroney and... Dylan McDermott? No, no, Dylan McDermott. Um, what the fuck was it called? But it was these two kids in the woods, and their dad gets killed, and Josh Lucas was in it, and it was really cool. And I was like, uh, and Dave, he's made other movies too, uh, but, but he's not just the eastbound and down uh, Pineapple Express guy. He, he he makes some really interesting movies. I could see him doing a great oh, job. He did vi- uh, Vice Principals. I love that show. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I'm assuming it's similar to Eastbound and Down. Yeah, which is why I liked it because I loved Eastbound and Down. You re- you remind me of Danny McBride. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Yeah, I, I enjoy him. I wouldn't suggest getting a perm. I don't think you would Fuck look good. No. Although, um, I used to have longer hair, like down to here, and because my hair is curly, it would just like just puff out in the back and down know. to you like like a Anakin Skywalker and Revenge of the Sith haircut or. I'm jealous of, of people who can grow their hair long. I my, I have curly hair. Uh, what's left of it, and it just froze. I was <laughs> like, not like, sh- not like, like shoulder hair, but I, I like, I wanted to have, I wanted to be able to do things with my hair besides either fro or, or you know, nothing. Um, yeah, roughly Anakin Skywalker and Revenge of the Sith. I just at the time I was working in like a kitchen and I had to wear a hat all the time, and I was uh, going to be a big famous rock star, so I just wouldn't get a haircut, and I was single, so there was no one to really yell at me to tell me to get a haircut. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know who's gonna. My girlfriend helps me cut my hair. I cut my hair and then she like evens it out because uh, I'm useless. Do you and just she, like number number two zipper? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she's gone for six weeks and I don't know what to do and I can't afford a, like an actual haircut and it starts. To, I have this thing. My sides grow faster than my tops. So I start to look like Krusty the Clown. It's. <laughs> um. Have Dan help you. <laughs> now that's a podcast. <laughs> Podcast okay, we'll do hair. that for our hundredth episode's coming up very soon. Of worst episode ever. Maybe we'll just have him cut my hair while we was, record. Damn it! I was hoping that we would hit one hundred before you, but I don't think that's going to happen. Probably not. It's uh, what do we got? Ninety. 
98's coming out this Thursday. Oh, yeah. You're totally going to get the so right in a month. We're a month away from our hundo. Yeah, we'll hit it in uh, probably August. We should be up to like 200, but we, we cut back our recording time. That's because um, people who listen don't always understand the amount of time and effort involved. And I love everyone who listens and interacts with us. Don't get me wrong. But that's why I've taken the high road of doing as minimal editing as possible. Yep. Um, yep. The 90s percentile uh, format was completely designed to be as uh, easy as possible. Yeah, I kind of stole it from you a little bit. But I used to like cut out silence. And then we were getting fucked because when I switched to the new mixer, like we record at such a low volume and then boost it that it was cutting off like ends of words. It's not good. So yeah, so I just said, fuck it. Everyone gets to enjoy some silence now. Yeah, silence is nice. NPR does it very well. We we one day when we have dead air on Wii Studios, we'll uh, we'll welcome it. I did enjoy I did enjoy your new NPR intro, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> just remember yeah. that. You guys need to eat some soda biscuits while you do it next time. <laughs> um yeah, so Halloween's gonna be coming out in October twenty eighteen, unless that gets cancelled too. That probably will be. More than likely. And John John uh, John Camp, God damn it, John Carpenter. Carpenter. Yes, proves thank it. you. Proves uh, it. What's that? He approves of it, right? Yes. Yeah, he seemed pretty excited for it. I thought he was doing something else, with it, but he just gave it the old thumbs up, which is pretty good since I don't think he was really pumped on the Rob Zombie one. No, he was at my school talking about it, and uh, it, the media took it took it and ran with it that he said he hated it and we had to delete like the interview from our website or something I oh think. shit uh the school you work at now or the school you went to school i work at okay that's impressive yeah um let's talk about near well, dark. I was gonna, yeah i was gonna say let's talk about near dark but uh i just watched they live for the first time speaking of carpenter i've never seen it before <sighs> if bill paxton wouldn't have died we should i i love that movie it's very uh, rem- yeah. It was very reminiscent of my childhood. Yeah, no, I saw it for the first time. I was like, "Wow, this is a really weird fucking movie." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that it exists. I'm surprised it has a. I'm not surprised it has a cult following. I wish it was a little bit more popular. But um, it always it always amazes me that people are people are fairly woke uh, to certain issues. Yes. Like they know that consumerism is bad. Government's controlling us. Obey all that. We know it. Mm-hmm. We don't really do anything about it. Like, I saw V for Vendetta. Not a great movie. But at the end, uh, he kills the prime minister. He kills, like, the head of state. Yep. And everybody cheered. Everybody's like, yeah! And then we went right back and voted for Bush. Yep. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, um, I think a lot of people like to outwardly be very, like you said, woke. Very, um mindful of what's going on around them but no one really wants to do anything about it it's too much work it really is and um i totally agree like shit's fucked but my couch like my couch is way more comfortable than trying to fix what the fuck is happening in our country (laughs) i know it's sad but true that's what they do though they work us they they grind us to the bone to we're too fucking exhausted to do anything yeah what uh some country just changed their full-time work week to like 30 hours or oh, six no, hour work, you, six hour work days. I thought you talking about Sweden or Finland. Yep. They just said they're gonna start sending people home an hour a day to have sex. Oh wait, I didn't hear that. Um, yeah, no, that's different. Um, it's one of the Scandinavian countries. Their population is low, so they're sending oh. their they're giving everybody a paid hour to go have sex. 
at work. God damn. I mean, go leave work, go home, fuck, come back. I need about 45 would, seconds, but I'd take it yeah, I would say, I would say, like, that's a huge hassle. Just, like, let us all out an hour earlier. That's true. Yeah. Maybe I don't have a midday boner I need to kill. Uh, I hate, I, I, I prefer sex in the sunlight. I, I actually, like, by, by the time the sun's down, I'm too tired. I just want to go to bed. Funny, funny story about myself and sex in the sunlight. Um, when my wife and I first started dating, it was before we started having sex, and I really did, I liked her. I didn't, you know. Oh, I like to have sex, then start dating. See, and this was one, like, I knew that I didn't want to fuck this one up. So I was <laughs> you like. Want, you I, didn't want to fuck her, you didn't want to fuck her up. Yeah, so I lied to her, and I'm like, we got to wait three months. And then it was like a month later, but when when the time came it was like it was the middle special. of what's that you're special it was, it, it, yeah but yeah that's not that's not the point of the story it was like the middle of the day and i was like putting the moves on her and uh i'm like yeah, you know you want to you don't want to and she goes i don't know and i said because it's light out right you don't want to do it you know she's <laughs> gonna stare at me I'm like, we didn't do it because she didn't want to not because it was light out yeah, i don't blame her but i don't blame her either Sometimes I got a blindfold. One, one of these days, one of these days, it'll happen. Don't worry about it. Just you, just you, just be patient. You hang in there. I'm ready to lose my virginity. <laughs> How long have you been married? Five years. Uh, it's gonna happen. Don't it's worry. Gonna, it's gonna happen any day now. We actually got married on Guy Fawkes Day. Hey, speaking of V for Vendetta. Yep, not on purpose. Remember, remember the fifth uh, of November anniversary. That's a great idea. I'm gonna steal that. Wasn't on purpose. I'm gonna steal that like you steal our guests. Fuck yeah. <laughs> speaking of which. Yeah, uh, let's talk about New Duck. Uh, no, New Duck. I want to know about what guests you have coming up so I can steal them. Because yeah, if I get them before like... you get them, then you stole them from me. <laughs> we'll let you know. We'll give you the itinerary. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, just uh... Tomorrow we have uh, uh, my co-writer, one of my best friends, going to be on, for, which is ridiculous. He hasn't been on yet, but we write a lot of our scripts together. You've already recorded that one, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I gotta convince the guy that I'm going to Ohio with to save that so he can listen to it while we're driving. Because you know, <laughs> seven hours in a car needs something to do. There you go. <sighs> Might as well listen to Jack. Um. <laughs> and Dan. And Dan. I didn't forget about you, Dan. Um. So near dark. Okay. Um. I would prefer. <laughs> I'd prefer if you recap this movie because you have seen it more than I have. And um, sure. I make Corey do it because I'm a space case when it comes to remembering shit. All right, so this was a last-minute audible. We decided to watch this just a few hours ago. We had That's another true. movie planned, um, but in honor of Bill Paxson. Uh, and then, yeah, we had some options. Predator 2, not really a horror movie, but... I still would have covered Paxson, it. Bill Paxson's been killed by a, uh, a Terminator, a Predator, and an alien. Oh, he was... Okay. I, I, I was trying to remember if he was Predator killed two, in True Lies. Terminator 1. Uh, no, he pees himself. Yep, pisses himself. Worse than death. Such a good um, And, uh, yeah, and he's killed in near dark. Uh, speaking of James Cameron, though, it's the, it's no coincidence uh, that he's in near dark. Near dark was directed by Catherine Bigelow, and it's actually, she won an Oscar, uh, first female director to win an Oscar for Hurt Locker. Uh, she also did a little movie called Point Break. Uh, so she's been around the block. So uh, near dark was her first directorial debut. Her only directorial debut, her first movie. Um, and it is from 1987. It is a vampire western, a horror western. Uh, stars Adrian Pazdar of Heroes fame and uh, the pr- prophet from the 90s of this short-lived Fox show. 
and now he's uh, General Talbot on uh, Agents of Shield. Um, and basically, it's uh, your boy meets girl, girl bites boy, boy turns into vampire. Uh, vampires kidnap boy and teach boy to be a vampire. Boy doesn't want to be a vampire. Uh, boy escapes. Uh, dad cures boy. Uh, vampires kidnap boy's sister. Uh, boy rides horse and kills vampires. Uh, boy cures girl. And boy and girl live happily ever after. Yeah, one of those. Um, pretty, so that's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Do you need more of a plot? No, 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 no. I, well, I was laughing because while you're saying it, I was like remembering. <laughs> but uh, what I was saying about Bill Paxton not being a not being a coincidence that he's in the movie. Basically, Catherine Bigelow was married to James Cameron at the time before he left her for Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, uh, and she he he was basically like, "Hey, I've got a cast for you. I just made this little movie called Aliens, uh, and and three of the the cast members, almost four, were put near dark. Lance Hendrickson plays the leader of the vampires." The part was offered to Michael Bean uh, from Terminator, Kyle Reese, and from Aliens, uh, Hicks. Um, so it's him. It's Bill Paxson as like the renegade psycho vampire. Uh, and then uh, Jeanette Goldstein, is that her name? She's like the uh, really butch, short-haired girl in Aliens, a woman in Aliens that uh, is like a total badass and blows herself up with a grenade. And she's also the stepmom in Terminator 2 that uh, T-1000 oh, replicates. That. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's just Wolfie's fine, sweetheart. Um, that holy are. shit! Sorry, I just had a revelation. So, um, you ever watch the league? Yes. So Taco from the league is he? He writes music under a band called Wolfie's Just Fine. <laughs> and he has a song a about name. the first time that he watched Friday the Thirteenth, the new beginning or the new. Nice. The new Seems like a cool guy. He's my least favorite character on uh, the lead. The league. Taco was way cooler at the beginning of the show, and then it just kind of wore on. But I've only watched the first two seasons. I I, I planned to to catch up, and I just never did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's got those three from Terminator. Uh, there's like another ki- little kid in it, like one of those vampires that turned into a kid, but he's really an old man, and it sucks that he's stuck in the kid's body. And that's played by kid. Can't remember his name, but it's Jason Patrick's brother. And Jason Patrick starred in a vampire movie with the exact same plot that same year called Lost Boys. Ooh. So a little trivia for you there. And then the, the female lead is played by Jenny Wright, who's been in a few movies, Lawnmower Man. And oh, that's uh, a good movie. she was big in that era. Uh, very pretty uh, the girl next door look, which was the point of her character in this. And Adrian Pazdar was like 21, and he plays a cowboy. And it's very – Catherine Bigelow wanted to do a Western, and the 80s was like the one decade in cinematic history that Westerns were not popular, mm-hmm. probably because Heaven's Gate was such a bomb in the early 80s. But th- it was impossible to – get. there's no Westerns in the 80s besides Young Guns with uh, Emilio Estevez. Um, so and so it, was, it took uh, Unforgiven to bring the genre back. So they were like, well, horror movies are big. Vampire movies are big. You got Fright Night. You got Vampire's Kiss. You got uh, – others so lost boys um so basically they just did a western vampire movie and he's like, just like it's like at this it's a very moody I, you know i was surprised i i love this movie i haven't watched it in a very long time and i was rewatching it i was like you know what this isn't a great movie it's a sloppy movie but what i think makes people stand out is well the, the couple of key scenes with bill paxton who scenes steals all the scenes and it's a very moody film like it's very it's like an 80, it's like the closest you can get to like an 80s noir outside of Michael Mann, I guess. Uh, and it's really, it's, it, there's something to it. There's something really creepy about seeing like a small Texas town 
being attacked by a group of just vampires who don't give a shit. Lance Hendrickson's so good in this movie. Yeah. Did you like it? Did you like the movie? It's okay if you didn't. Uh, Bill Paxson will will not be upset because I, he no longer exists. He does not exist on the same plane anymore. Um, There's no plane. Is he's, he's just gone forever? He's just dust. He's it, not watching. He's not going to be disappointed from. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> it's not. It's not like a good movie, but it had some scenes. Like I thought, Bill Paxson, like the way that he played the character, um, a lot of times I thought it was really funny. Like when um, what's his nuts is uh, like driving. What is it, Caleb? I think his name is. But yeah. he's, he's driving the car at him, and Bill Paxson just like making kissy faces. <laughs> like I lost, I lost my mind laughing <laughs> when that shit like that happened. Yeah, no, um, he's just having the time of his life because he's playing a vampire, can do whatever the fuck he wants, and he yep. just chews the fucking scenery. It's great. He's great in it. Yeah, and that's like <clears throat> I thought. I thought Bill Paxson was pretty good, and it was not. It was a new concept for a movie, even though you're just taking multiple concepts of movies that already exist and just kind of smash them yeah. together um there were there were times i checked probably three times to see how much time was left in this movie it's a short movie it's not even long it's yeah it's not long but it felt pretty long at times um well it's it's a very uh alternative script would be the term uh it's not like your typical three-act structure it it, it you know it it would almost work better as a novel. It's you know, it's mostly about after he gets turned, the vampires want to get rid of him, and they're like, he can only stick with us if he kills and proves himself as a vampire. And mm-hmm. it's really like moral conflict: is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And then like a half hour into the movie, he doesn't do it, but then he saves the day anyway. So they finally welcome him, and he's like actually happy, and he's finally like, you know what? I'm cool with hanging out with these guys and being a vampire. And then there's like this whole, it turns into a completely different movie where his sister gets kidnapped and he gets cured. He's no longer a vampire and he, he, he somehow manages to take them all out without any weapons. And uh, yeah, no, it's so that makes it the movie feel longer because the technically the movie ends about an hour in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, sure. that, that's like um, full metal jacket does that too. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, I thought full metal jacket was two movies. Because well, my dad, what what he would do is he would rent movies from Blockbuster and then record them onto VHS. And we just had all these, <sighs> all right, the original pirate. Um, but I thought he just recorded two movies back to back on one tape <laughs> when I was a kid. Because you know, uh, you know, like a nine year old should really watch Full Metal Jacket. You thought like the first movie is called Full Met about the Museum of uh, Metropolitan Museum of Art, uh, and then you thought the other movie was called Al Jacket. Al Jacket. <laughs> What's Al Jacket about, Jack? About a guy likes to masturbate. Now, don't worry, Al Jacket. <laughs> what a guy named Al with chronic <laughs> masturbatorial disease. I can make those jokes because uh, with the name Jack, I get plenty of masturbation name jokes all the time. That's true. I just get stuck with like people calling me Frankenstein and Stein Gardens and Gifts and Stein Optical and yeah. But, <laughs> but, but jerk off jokes. I don't want rather. What's that? They're anti-Semites. Don't listen to them. <laughs> I'd rather get a jerk-off joke. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's... So you see, yeah, so what about, like, I really dug, like, the 80s music, the synth music, and... It was very... Uh, some hard 80s rock in there. It wasn't a great soundtrack, but it, I guess, again, I think the besides Bill Pax and, and, like, the vampire scenes, uh, there's a very famous scene in the movie. 
there's two really famous scenes in the movie. There's the bar scene where they come in and they just tear this bar apart. And then there's, it's not really a famous scene, but like you said, he gets hit by the truck and he's making kissy faces. He gets hit by the truck and his face gets ripped off. Yep. And that image is iconic. Uh, it's uh, it replaced all the posters and when it was re-released. And when people think these days near dark, they think of Bill Paxson, like half his face, just raw and bloody. And that's only for about five seconds of the movie. Yeah. So yeah. those those two, the bar scene and that is really what people take take away from near dark. Uh, but I was surprised. I, I would say the best part of it was definitely just how moody and and noir it was. It, it, it bordered on emo. Uh, I'll, I'll give it that. It was a little emo, but it, that's what that's why it's nice to see a cowboy, uh, even though he's like a real innocent good old boy and oh gee whiz. But he's at least he's a cowboy. He's got tight jeans and a cowboy hat on, as opposed to like the crow or Johnny Depp actually auditioned for the role and didn't get the part. Like that would that would have probably swung an emo. Yeah. I didn't. Um, apparently, in 2006, they had announced that they were going to do a re a remake of the movie. Oh, excuse me. Of course, I'm, I need more bourbon. I'm just sucking on my ice. Um, do you want to like pause, take a pause to get more booze? Nah, I, I, I'm not that alcoholic yet. Fair enough. Um, maybe, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no. It's uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they did a remake. Yeah, it's just um, so in 2008, Platinum Dunes put it on hold because of uh, similarities to Twilight, and that's kind of where it's at. Yeah, and it's funny because it really is way before its time. Because now the whole vampire love thing is its own genre, yep. uh, and this was kind of the first I can think of where that really happened. Even like Interview with the Vampire is not really a romance unless you count between Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Uh, and then uh, the only other one would be like Dracula and uh, what's her face, Mira. Or, or Mary or whatever, and that that's Dracula. That's Bram Stoker. It's not the same as it's not Twilight. This really is the precursor to Twilight. Mm-hmm. It's it's a love story. She it just starts with him seeing her eat ice cream, which I don't know how she does, but she's like just licking a vanilla cone, like, and she really is just girl. It's you know, boy meets girl, girls vampire. So are you that's saying it. that vampires shouldn't be able to eat ice cream? Well, he eats a candy bar uh, in the movie and he gets sick. The vampire rules, so they never say the word vampire in this movie, and the vampire rules are never explicitly ever said. Mm-hmm. But most of them seem pretty standard. They, the sunlight kills them, although one of my favorite things is it kills them very slowly. That, that you don't see very often. One of the coolest uh, visuals in the movie is seeing them sl- start smoking. Um, I'll agree with that. And uh, let's see, what else? They, uh, they, they suck blood. They need blood. They, the turning is pretty, but there's no crosses. There's no mirrors. Um, but yeah, he does eat a candy bar and it makes him sick. He can't eat it. So I would imagine they can't eat real food. Most vampires oh, can't. Oh, okay. I didn't think about it that way. But like maybe become a vampire, you're instantly lactose intolerant. <laughs> or he's just sick from turning. Um, but so who knows? Yeah. Any number uh, of. I did, I did like that they, they, they played fast and loose with the rules. I, uh, I'm trying to find the soundtrack because I remember seeing like Bon Jovi's on it. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> well, when you talk about eighties, uh, things being very eighties, is he on the soundtrack to Vampire John Carpenter's Vampires? I wish. Where he plays sidekick to James Woods. Uh, wait, how is that, that movie next? I've... It was a nineties vampire movie. There's a great uh, Triumph, the insult comic dog. For, is on. There's a great Conan bit where he's at a Bon Jovi concert and he's talking to Bon Jovi and he goes, he goes, "You are so good in vampires." Finally, a role that required you to suck. <laughs> yeah, he's not good at acting. No, he's much better at owning CFL teams. Not CFL. What's the uh, minor league football? 
Arena AFL. Oh yeah, okay. So he owns the Canadian owned, one. Owned, yeah, he owned the Philadelphia team. I remember that. Huh. Yeah, I um, I can't figure it out. It's all right. It's not true. It, was, it wasn't. I like it, again. It was more mood than anything. I couldn't. I couldn't hum the theme to Near Dark. No, and I think this was this came out when like soundtracks came out. That was full songs, and then mm-hmm. there was a separate score. Yeah, and then you know there was the period of time where like the soundtrack and the score were kind of the same thing. So mm-hmm. the soundtrack doesn't mean shit if you're talking about the score. Um, there's a song from the Terminator I love, and I was trying forever to f- track it down. And I'm, I remember the soundtrack to the Terminator was on Amazon for like fifty bucks. I was like, fuck oh. that. I guess because it's just so hard to find. And it was uh, somehow I found like on Kazaa, LimeWire, whatever the fuck <laughs> it was at the time. I found the song, and it, it's 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 this 80s song called You Got Me Burning. Uh, it's like Tahin Kane or something. I can't remember the artist, but it's basically what's playing when they're in the tech noir and he's about to kill Sarah Connor. And that's where uh, Kyle Reese shows up for the first time and starts blasting him with the shotgun. Oh. It's such an intense scene. It's like, you got me burning. And like, it's, it's, it's a very famous, like Arnold Schwarzenegger sunglasses walk. And if people, if people never remember that song, but man, it was, that was a fucking, that was like my Holy grail for a while. That's awesome. Tracking awesome. that song down. Yeah. Uh, what happened when you found it? I play it constantly. Dude. It's actually, uh, I don't think it's on YouTube anymore, but I even made it the theme song to my trailer uh, for all my student films uh, sophomore year. So I, I like did I just because I enjoy editing, I actually made myself a trailer and, and cut all five of my my sophomore year films together and, and played played that song over it. <laughs> um, are you sure it's not called Burning in the Third Degree? It is called Burning in the Third okay. Degree. What did I say? You got me burning. Oh yeah, yeah. So, well, it's it close enough. So it's by yeah. Tahi. You got me burning is the chorus. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely called burning. In okay. Degree. Yeah. So it's by Tani Kane and the Triangles. <laughs> it's such a catchy fucking song. There's multiple versions on YouTube if you want to. Get I, it's it. like one of those songs where I don't understand why it doesn't pop up on like an '80s Pandora channel. Like that should be up there with uh, any other shitty '80s song. <laughs> the '80s were great. All right. I know. Their, I know. Their music. I mean that with love. I like like when I say. You're a shitty person. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean that with love. Yeah, I completely agree. I tell all of my friends that they suck. Repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. Taking that <laughs> silence. Taking Sorry, it. I'm sucking my, sucking my ice cubes. I'm trying not to chew them uh, on mic. I don't give a shit. Go well, ahead. I, not you, your listeners. I mean, yeah, we're nicer to our listeners here. <laughs> yeah, we, we've gotten kind of mean lately. <laughs> it's, it's still pretty funny to me. <laughs> Technically, I'm a listener. Um, you know, the, the stuff we do, the shtick we do, Dan's voices, yelling at the audience, we do it because there's a very small vocal minority that eats it up, and we love catering to them because they're so supportive, and they're mm-hmm. like, the, we, we do it for them. But it really is not self-serving because the, the other 95% of people listening are just like, I don't need to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> if I wanted to get yelled at and told that I'm a shitty person, I'd just go hang out with my dad. <laughs> I, hope that, I hope that drums up daddy issues for at least four yeah, people. No, that, that, I'm one of them, so. Oh, oh, come on. No, 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 no. Just get, <laughs> get your dad a big jug of salt. He'll be good. <laughs> uh, I did put salt on some jalapeno sausage when I was in Texas. Thought about hey, you're learning. You're learning. Well, it, it was like it had no salt. He needed some salt. It's not like I did. Yeah. Sausage is made with salt. I, I'm imagining. 
I'm sure. I'm sure if it's properly seasoned, there's some salt in there somewhere. Uh, so what else about New Dark do you want to mention? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what were your favorite parts? Bill Paxton. Yeah, no, he really is. He, he He's the best part of the movie, and I think that's why this is a fitting tribute to him. I completely yeah. agree. There's um there isn't like a ton that this movie really did great. Um it's a sloppy movie. I think there's a lot of good stuff. I think it, not maybe a Platinum Dunes remake, but I uh, I think a well thought out remake would actually be great. Well, I think that it, to remake this movie wouldn't I I I'm guessing that they would completely redo they would completely redo it. They'd have to. I don't think that this has I like a story, big. Enough the, the, the bare bones are there. It's just yeah. like I said, like he the the climax is terrible. He he takes on all of the vampires by himself, and mm-hmm. and they, they've been so overpowered the entire movie, and somehow he just beats them all, basically because three of them commit suicide. Uh, he really only kills Bill Paxton, and and the end uh, he had help from uh, May, the one of the five vampires. Mm-hmm. So like, if she didn't turn, wasn't a turncoat, and the other three <laughs> didn't kill themselves, they'd be fucked. Yeah, details, minor details. The one kid killing himself, I could say. He, for whatever, it's barely there. Again, this is why a remake would be better. But mm-hmm. basically, he becomes obsessed with uh, Caleb's uh, sister, who's like a young girl, because he's a kid who's trapped in a kid's body. He's an adult trapped in a kid's body, and he just he sees another kid and he wants to turn her so that somebody else is sharing in his misery. Something I can relate to, and <laughs> uh, and basically he loses her uh, again. He loses her twice. And he basically goes chasing after her in the sun and, and dies. Try it's it, his obsession kills him. I can live with that. Lance Hendrickson and, and uh, Jeanette Goldstein, uh, Rattlesnake and um, Jesse, uh, they they just kind of give up. They could easily get out of that situation and not die, and they just kind of give up and, and go out in a blaze of glory. And I don't I, I don't buy it. Yeah, I um, I'm going to assume that if a remake does happen, it will steer so far from the original story that it's really going to have nothing in common other than the name and the, the very bare bones, but which could be good because this wasn't, this was not like a phenomenal movie. It's tough with when you're hoping for remakes of movies you like, because I think it could be done really well and be a better movie, but it's so easy to make it a shittier movie and which happens nearly every time. Like point break point break. Um, uh, what was the one that Friday popped in my 13th? head? Total Recall, Friday Total the 13th. Recall, yeah. Halloween I liked. I haven't seen the second one, Rob Zombie's Halloween. <sighs> second one was not good. Um, I did like the first one, but I liked it in, in like differently than I liked the original. Yeah, because it's a different movie. Yep, yep. Uh, but the second yeah. one, there was a, hor- a unicorn at some point. <laughs> yeah, fucking, yeah, like uh, uh, Michael Myers' mom is in a barn and there's a white horse. That's all I remember from that one. You know who's good at reboots? You know who should reboot Near Dark? And also, I think he should do a blockbuster sci-fi or superhero. He's never done a science fiction movie. Martin Scorsese. He's done two really, really good reboots. He's done uh, Cape Fear, um, and he's done The Departed. And The Departed is the the type of remake I usually want to see when I say they should remake this. If they want to, like, The Departed took a great story, Infernal Affairs, this Korean action movie, now, there's some things in Infernal Affairs. I think we're going to talk about this this Thursday on Worst Episode Ever. We're covering The Debarted, which is a parody of 
the departed. So we actually talk about this in detail there. But basically, Infernal Affairs has some really cool scenes and really cool moments that is not in the departed. They're both great movies, and they're, it's great that they both exist. But when I heard they were re- Scorsese was remaking, I was like, this is amazing because you have this great story, and if you just add some good acting and some good drama, some good character drama, you're going to have a great fucking movie. And I was right. They won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think if you like, that's, that's the gold standard. If you could do that with Near Dark, take these same characters, take the same story, and just flesh it out and tie up those loose ends, make it less sloppy, you'd have a great fucking movie. A cowboy western? Come on. There's a moment where it's, so, it's another iconic shot where he's walking down this empty town on a horse. And it's so iconic, but it makes no fucking sense because he's on the horse, and then Bill Paxton shows up, and the horse runs away, and the, the horse is there for five seconds. The town's empty for some reason. Why is the town empty? Did they kill everybody in the town? Like, I want to, like, show me that shit. <laughs> Like Catherine, Catherine Bigelow, you know, she won best. She's a great director. She won the Oscar uh, for Hurt Locker. You can see the beginnings of greatness because the visuals in this movie are great. There's so many great shots. Him going through the, the dusty farmland while burning in flames. The horse shot. There's so many cool sh- visual stuff, but there's nothing tying them together. Mm-hmm. Why is he on a horse? I mean, he's on a horse because they slash his tires, but <laughs> but there's nothing there. It's just it's there and it's gone. So all I could think about when you mentioned The Departed is um, how I... Is Bill Paxson, who is now the... the he is Departed. The Departed, um, but I hypothetically ate pot brownies and watched The Departed. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. God damn it. <laughs> you, said I, you should say I happy, hi, hypothetically ate hypothetically. brownies. You're what? saying that you ate pot brownies and you don't have to say hypothetically. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it melted I'm my brain. trying to not get you to admit... That you committed. This a, was a uh, long, long time ago. Oh, okay. I yeah, yeah. Like- this wasn't like recent. This oh, is like right. when The Departed came out on DVD. Oh, 2006. Okay. Yeah. Th- yeah. This was, this was 11 years ago. That's that's what a third of my that? life ago. It almost. feels like it was yesterday. I, I say it's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Um, I should it's watch not one of his best, but it's good. No, no, no. It's. I actually like Gangs of New York. I think it, Departed is a lesser remake of Gang- Gangs of New York. Is the exact same movie. I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio uh, has a charismatic evil boss that he's actually a mole for. Departed is Jack Nicholson. Gangs of New York is Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh. I'll just watch Gangs of New York now. The problem is, is they're like, what, three-hour movies? Two and a half? Yeah, it's, it's a flawed movie, but it's, it's just it's so epic. I just, I just want to be entertained. Like, and that's, that's part of the know, reason I, I really I, like listening to you uh, talk about movies is because you see it from... A movie maker standpoint. We, we we said once once we went to about two years of film school, we like movies were ruined for us. Like our like one of my favorite movies growing up was Volcano, mm-hmm. uh, Tommy Lee Jones, and we were watching it one like a summer between classes. Me and two other film students, and it was it was just the worst movie ever. And we just saw why it was so bad, and it was like we said it's the Matrix. It's uh we just we don't see movies anymore. We just see like green letters falling down. Like there's the blonde, there's the redhead, there's the oh oh yeah, this is where the dog has to like get out so that the audience cheers. And oh here comes the sassy black guy, and here comes this dialogue, and here comes the <laughs> second section. And like yeah, no, I, we just see it. We just see the Matrix code. It's not fun. That's not not a way to watch a movie. I want to watch Volcano and enjoy it. So you really did that to yourself. Yeah, don't be jealous. I'm not at all. Well, it was worth it. I didn't say it was worth it, Matt, because uh, my film degree has gotten me a a, a very luxurious career and lifestyle. So it was it was totally worth ruining the one thing I really loved my whole life. I'm paying two hundred thousand dollars for it. God damn, that's insane. I imagine that your uh, your entire apartment is the size of my living room too. 
<laughs> yeah, that's living in Brooklyn. I have a big apartment for uh, uh, for someone who makes a little money and lives in Brooklyn, but that's because I live at the fucking south, uh, south, south, south end of Brooklyn, and I have to commute forty five minutes to the city. So, how many how many square feet is your apartment? We're getting off thousand. topic here. And I'm one thousand. A thousand. Wow. Which is big. Which is big for for uh, a one bedroom. Uh, yeah. Wow. No, I do all right, but again, it's because I just I got a, got lucky. It was a it was like a perfect storm. I got lucky. It's the right neighborhood in that it's far, far, far away from Manhattan. Oh, uh, okay. I got I got the previous tenant's rate because I just it's the one time in my life I actually like haggled my ass off and did a great job. Uh, it was a confluence of of good luck. Hey, that's all you need. Now you just you can never move. Ever. No, no, and my my girlfriend's there's rumblings of wanting to move because we've we've got some really shitty neighbors, but uh, I just I can't see it being worth it. You know, it cost a thousand dollars to move last time. I I feel like if I'm, uh, the only way it would be worth it is if we find some place where the rent would be less than a thousand dollars for twelve months. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I don't think you can do that without moving outside of the city, and you apparently like living in the city. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like anything. <laughs> oh man, you. Come, I, my neighbor, that's the other thing is besides being lucky with the space my neighborhood is one of the best neighborhoods in Brooklyn we're so lucky it's such a nice neighborhood you could come spend a week and bumfuck Egypt and then we'll see how much you still really I, would, I would love to do that I love the country I've oh, never been it's it, this isn't the country but like we live in like a neighborhood but oh, well <laughs> depending on if you would ever come visit by that time we may live in the country because that's where we're looking to go no, I don't know. If I, it would probably freak me out. I like having a million people surrounding me at all times. I um, drove in Austin for last week, Austin, Texas, which is eh, the complete opposite of where I currently live. And Austin's similar to Brooklyn, I believe, right? It's I didn't go downtown. I refused. Not Brooklyn, Williamsburg. Oh, yeah. No, it, uh, Austin is hip as fuck. Like, everyone's wearing skinny jeans and black rim glasses and slouch beanies. Um, I almost... I almost moved there. It's, it's, it's cool. I guess I don't know. For being into music, it, it's kind of nice that way. But I, I would never want to go downtown. Um, uh, our previous guest, Matt Vincent, said it best. It's like it's a city that was built for like ten thousand people, and nine million showed up. <laughs> yep, yep. And yep. they they never really like built it properly. So yeah. what what drives me nuts the most is like highways run right down the middle, and then there's just two one way streets on each side, and every <laughs> underpass has like a turnaround. So it's like if you gotta if you miss something you gotta go all the way around and <clears throat> that whatever drove me nuts. So you had to be kind of an asshole. And I came home and I was driving somewhere today, which is like the first time I drove since I got home. And there's like no one around. And it's <laughs> like I don't have to be a dick to, to do things. And it, was, it was a little weird, but <laughs> I, I missed it. It's so much nicer to just like leisurely drive to where I'm going. Like I don't I don't have to be like an aggressive driver just to I, to accomplish things. I don't drive, but my girlfriend has a car um, because she moved straight she moved from austin here she came oh, from austin okay uh, and she sometimes she will have to drive around for about 45 minutes looking for a parking spot yeah fuck that yeah that's ridiculous that's so stupid yeah that's that's but, what but, I hate but about like, like austin manhattan's the same thing i i i've just been saying they should ban private cars from manhattan and people are like that's ridiculous and i go no manhattan was built in the late 1600s it is not made for cars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let alone millions and, of cars and nobody has a car everybody the reason uh every time we try to ban cars or put a heavy toll on it or something it's shot down by the state legislator uh legislature because uh the all the people that drive in manhattan 
uh, are richer, more affluent people from the exurbs. And it's mm. like, it's not fair. They, the people who are living in Manhattan and breathing in the fucking smoke should be the ones that have a say. Yeah. Uh, and uh, think yeah, how much yeah, money yeah. the state is making off of registration, vehicle registration. I never even thought about that, too. Which? Yeah, never even thought about that. That's a great point. Yeah. Well, well I'm, I'm not saying that that's the reason they, that you should. They're trying to, they're, uh, the state legislature, I hope it doesn't get passed, they were toying with the idea of a 10-year moratorium on self-driving cars. They're like, let's wait 10 years before we start trying this out. Which is like, fuck that. Stupid. The future, man. Yeah. They're Embrace like, no, we don't the want future. cab drivers out of business, which is true. Then the, uh, the upcoming... Uh, Automation revolution is going to put a shit ton of people out of jobs, and it's going to be bad. Well, think about might as well rip off the bandaid. Think about Uber and Lyft. Uber and Lyft has been kicked out of Austin. Uh, there was a big problem with it in Vegas because of the taxi companies. But here, here's my personal interactions with taxis and Uber in Vegas. I took a taxi from the airport to Mandalay Bay. It's like three miles. It was twenty two dollars. I took an Uber from Mandalay Bay to the airport with a two dollar. Sorry, my dogs are going nuts. With a two dollar airport surcharge, and it was eleven dollars. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. No, I do the same thing. Sometimes I'll pay like eleven bucks. Uh, I'll get off at a. You know, again, I live in a part of Brooklyn that's kind of inaccessible at certain times, and I will sometimes I'll just get an Uber and I'll have to pay like eleven bucks to get home, and you know, it's a twenty minute walk. Just ridiculous. But the thing is, is like, I stopped doing that. Now I just walk. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in in the summer you can. You know what I mean. But in the winter, I'll do in the winter too. Yeah, I'll I'll be miserable. I just oh, didn't realize man. it was that quick a walk at the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, now, I guess twenty minutes is not typically that bad. when I'm doing this. If it, it typically the, the the time it's inaccessible is a time is late at night. So usually I'm drunk. So usually I'm just like uh, I just walk and then yeah. I walk. I stop and pee on somebody's car every you know few blocks and. It's just something I've been doing for. It's America. You can do that, yeah. um, but I don't. I mean, if it was a longer walk, I wouldn't. I mean, the the, the convenience of someone picking you up and just dropping you off, and you don't have to fuck with parking. Yes. You don't have to pay for parking. You don't have to worry about driving. Like, it's it makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I use it when traveling for work if I don't have a car. But um, we should probably talk about the movie that we're here for. Okay. Plus, um, what else do we want to talk about? I mean, I literally am out of things to talk about, but I'm surprised too. Me too. I really don't have that much to say. Uh, oh, let's talk about the bar scene because that is the most famous scene in the. Well, what's your uh, what's your Apple Watch background? Oh, it's just, just uh, we got there. It's literally just the time. I don't sneak. No, no, no. Like, what's your watch face? Dude, that's it. Is that that's your watch face? Yeah. What is that? I don't see. That's not on my menu. Let's see. Oh, it's Mickey Mouse. No, what is oh, it? That's you're, not you're Mickey not Mouse. It's literally just fucking time. Well, I don't. Just, I, I, do, I don't think I have that option. That's weird. I, 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 yeah, turn it on. It's a butterfly. Oh, it's a butterfly. I was hoping for like some sort of um, customization options and. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're limited, but. Yeah. I'm surprised you couldn't pick the background. I had a really good idea uh, for my watch, and now I can't remember what it was. But, uh, um, like, yeah, I can pick, like, I, I decided to put the weather and my, and my heart rate on there. Like, that you can customize. Yep, but, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mickey Mouse watch can talk. It goes, yeah, oh, boy, it's 404. I know. I wanted to show my mom, and then I couldn't find it. And then, like, three minutes later, decided that you it wasn't worth it. it. You just force touch. What do you have, a one or a two? The one. I force touch and I can slide through. This is some great podcasting. Yeah. And slide through oh, my. 
What is that yeah. shit? Activity digital. Activity. But here's the thing. I, maybe it's a one thing. I, I don't have that watch. Oh, hey, I found your butterfly. <laughs> I like the butterfly. You can also change it to a jellyfish or a uh, flower. Time lapse. I oh. do that. I do the New York City skyline. Uh, I love. I, I want the Mickey Mouse. I love the Mickey Mouse, but I can't tell time anymore. I need digital. I, honestly, I look at it, and, it's, and he's like, his big hand is pointing at the 12, and his small hand is pointing at the 6. I'm like, I can't do the math right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I um, I had like a like a normal, like, like you're saying, the Mickey Mouse one. Um, yeah. And I just, I'm like, just give me the fucking numbers. Yeah, no, I, I, I just can't. I, the, the time it takes for me to tell the time now, where I, I just can't do it, especially when, like, usually when I'm doing it, I'm on my way to work and I haven't had coffee yet and I'm just not awake. Yes, and, and at this point, like, when I look at it to see the time, I'm trying to negate pulling out my phone. Exactly, yeah, exactly. You're trying to do it as quick as possible. And But there's a lot of times where I will check my watch for the time and realize that I never looked at the time. Yeah, and no, I do the same thing. It's 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 I now I keep my watch on all day and I take it off right before I go to bed to charge it. Yep. Uh, oh, yep. This watch is great. I could go three days without charging it. But oh, um, really? Yeah, at least for now. We were talking about new Apple products before we started recording. Uh, I'm sure once it's a few months old. Well, this but, is this uh, one's a couple years old. Um, I bought it from someone who bought it too. I mean, to keep cutting you off, but this battery is usually. Let's see here. It's at sixty yeah. percent right now, and I've been wearing it all day. I've been wearing mine all day. It's at 71. But um, what are we talking about? Oh, uh, no. When I take it off, that like 15 minutes, I'm still awake. I, or if I'm in the shower. It, it's waterproof, but I take it off when I get in the shower because I'm afraid the soap's going to fuck it up. Fair enough. Um, I do. No, I must have I check. I, I check my yep. watch now. Yep. And I haven't, I haven't worn a watch since my Jordash digital watch when I was 10 years old. Like I gave up watches because I, I just – I didn't need them. I, you know, but once – uh, like yeah i just didn't need them i always said if i want to see the time i'll take my phone out of my pocket exactly exactly yeah i was trying to think if i wore a watch before i had a cell phone and uh i didn't I, and I, then i don't think i did but um no yeah I, I so it's crazy how i've had this watch since november and yeah i have this crazy muscle memory where i'm just constantly checking just looking at my wrist now and you were nervous about wasting the money to buy the watch I, I'm a very. I have a lot of guilt when I buy heavy, expensive products. Uh, this it's not. It's it not cheap. You know, it's like no, a three hundred and fifty dollar watch. Yeah. No, this was not cheap, but yeah. it, it's totally changed my life. It was totally worth it. I I, I use it for everything. It, have you? Because uh, I'm a very absent-minded guy. I need the constant reminders. I need the timers. I, I I use it for my calendar appointments. It's. I get a little. I, I have it on mute, so I just get two taps, and I'm just. It's 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 like. It's like being a robot. It's it's such a huge step towards just becoming a cyber cybernetic organism. I, I love it. I need it. Um, what the fuck? I totally forgot what I was going to ask you. Something about near dark. Probably, Probably not. Probably not. I I basically just record our conversations and release it as under the guise of a podcast. <laughs> speaking of, speaking um, of the devil, my wrist just bumped twice um, yeah well i mean I, i'm fine with doing a, 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 an unprecedented early episode uh short episode with you uh but i did want to talk i mean i'll let you if you have something you want to well, say but i do want to talk about the, the bar scene at some point oh yeah, yeah yeah bar scene so when you said a short episode we've been doing this for an hour and 20 minutes so it's not really short is that not short for you no oh, no that was like a short podcast of terror it's a short podcast of terror when you dan or matt are on <laughs> but it's pretty much the average amount of time when anyone else comes on all right, so we're doing it right. I, yeah. I want to make sure we do the movie justice. But the the problem is, is 
I don't want to say that the, the, you, there isn't a ton to do the movie justice for, but there isn't a ton for the, the movie, movie kind piece. of just it's happens. A movie piece. It's just lots of quiet shots of him roaming around and being sad that he's a vampire. It really is Twilight, huh? Yeah, there isn't like a lot of really cool stuff that happened that got me like pumped for the upcoming scene and um, the 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 bar scene that we, we want to talk about is probably really the only like super cool thing that happened in the movie. Yeah, it's basically the so the, the, it's this troop of vampires, Lance Hendrickson and the, the, the aliens crew and the kid and May. They basically they've been around for a while. He says he fought for the South in the Civil War. Uh, they also insinuate they started the Chicago Fire uh, in the 1870s, and um, they they just go around the country, drive around and killing people. And he he says he the last time he was in this part of Texas uh, was uh, or Oklahoma where they are was uh, I keep saying Texas because I just watched uh, Hell or High Water, which takes place in Texas. Uh, it's a kind of a similar movie um, uh, aesthetically, but um, yeah, they just go around and town to town and, and get victims and, and, and so forth. And uh, so they're trying to convince this kid, Caleb, he gets one more shot. It's like, you have to kill somebody to prove you're a vampire. Or we're just going to put you down. And you're, you're not one of us. Uh, so they go to this bar and the bar has three patrons, a bartender and a waitress. And they're like, uh, uh, they come in, they get a table. They're creepy as fuck. It's a small town where everybody knows each other. And then Bill Paxton is just such an asshole right off the bat. He just knocks over the guy's drink. Oh, it's so much fun. He's just chewing the scenery. He, uh, he, the guy's about to punch him in the face, and he, Bill Paxton just grabs his beer and dips his chin in it and gives, him, gives himself like a white, foamy chin. And he just goes, hey, you ever see my, uh, my uh, oh, who was it? Uh, he, did an imp- he was doing an impression of, uh, fuck, Wild Bill. Well, well no, not Wild Bill Hillcock. Who's the other one? Who's the Andy Oakley? Uh, I can't think of it either. Roy Rogers, one of those. But uh, yeah, anyway, he's just, he, oh, he's so good and he's so menacing. And it's just such, it's all attention. It's a, ten, you know, shit's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's played so well. And then it finally does. And it's just brutal. They just tear these people apart. And that's it's a great scene. That, yeah, that's really like the, that's, uh, that's all for the action of the movie, really. Yeah, and it shows you like how fun it is to just be this evil vampire. They're just like breaking bottles and throwing Molotov cocktails. It's just it's chaotic. They're just like tearing shit apart because they can. Which and I remember when I was a kid, uh, always wanting to be a vampire because it's like you could just stay out all night. You're never yeah. tired. You can yeah. do whatever you want. And now yeah. when it gets dark out, I'm like I should probably go to bed. Yeah, ugh, dark. Yeah, I would be so miserable if I couldn't go to the beach anymore. But I used to have the same. I used to walk around freshman year of college. I would walk around the village when I was like bored and I couldn't sleep, mm-hmm. and I would hope that I would somehow stumble into some kind of adventure. Like somebody would like bump into me like with a gut shot and be like, Get, "Take this note," or, you know, or, or something like that. You know, never happened. Yeah, that I used to just go to the diner and get mozzarella sticks. But Ooh. yeah, it worked out. But yeah. No, that's my adventure. <laughs> just just like some marinara on the side. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe instead of halal, I'll get some mozzarella sticks. I've had mozzarella sticks in a very long time. The thing with mozzarella sticks is I'd have to order it. And if I order it, if I order takeout as opposed to going out and get something, it's going to be more expensive. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that there's in a pizza place a block from your apartment that you could just go get mozzarella there's, sticks from. There's four or five. But the mozzarella sticks you don't want to get from a pizza place. They just... Eat, reheat some in the oven. You want to get mozzarella sticks from a diner. Okay, fair I enough. Of which I also have about four <laughs> within yeah, a block. So you're not, you're not like. But I'd have to sit and wait for them to cook it. If I, if I order from a diner, I'm either going to sit down and eat, or I'm going to order takeout. I'm not going to like do a pickup. 
Jack Pacone problems. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that bar scene, it, it's, we're not really, it's it, on paper. It sounds fairly dull. Yeah. It's funny. I guess the twilight equivalent of it would be when they played baseball. They have a, it's like, well, isn't it being a vampire? Cool. We can hit home runs and run the bases really quick. Um, but it's kind of that scene and it also shows you how evil like Lance Hendrickson is and how crazy Bill Paxson is. Um, but other than that, there's not too much going on. There's an early scene where he's going to try to kill a truck driver, but he can't. And the truck driver is like teaching him how to jackknife a truck. Oh, this was, I don't remember this, uh, from previous watches, but basically when he kills Bill Paxson, he runs him over with this 18 wheeler Mm -hmm. and, uh, the guy earlier in the movie taught him how to jackknife a truck and it's like, you know, Chekhov's gun. He, t- he taught him so that in th- the third act he could jackknife it. So he does something with the, sh- the stick shift. Like he, he, you know, I guess to jackknife it, you have to uh, take the, uh, the stick and take the, uh, what, what's it called? The, the throttle? What's, what's that foot pedal when the, you shift? The clutch? Clutch. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I've never driven stick <laughs> and I've barely dro- driven automatic. Um, actually, the ninth of the party won the best, best picture. I had a huge car accident. I haven't driven since. Jesus, I don't blame uh, you. Yeah, um, it was my fault. I was very drunk. Oh. But, uh, and it, right. it, was in the, it was in the middle of a blizzard. Um, and I was on a hill. <laughs> and I actually did drive the next day uh, and got into another accident. So uh, then I was like, then I stopped driving regularly. <laughs> um, but uh, the, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so yeah, he, he does the he, the clutch and he does this and he jumps out of the car and you think he's going to jackknife it because they set this whole thing up. But instead the truck, it's a gasoline truck, instead it just explodes. <laughs> like, like is, I, Again, I don't drive stick, but is there something you can do with the clutch that makes the car self-destruct? No. Sorry. Like if you go into third gear, it blows up? It blows up? No. I mean... The truck just spontaneously explodes. I don't think it would explode. I, f- I feel like if you got really lucky, you could like melt your transmission. But <laughs> No, I, I don't get it. And I was just saying how that's like the one death in the movie that made sense where he actually successfully killed a vampire. Now that I think about it, it, it was just as random as the suicides. <laughs> the truck just blows up for yeah. no reason. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Sloppy movie. Sloppy movie. Yeah. I think James, there's a lot of rumors. We should talk about this. I think they're sexist. I don't think they're based in, in any merit. There was a lot of rumors that James Cameron was actually directing the film. Like he was kind of just coming on set and and doing all the heavy work, heavy lifting, and helping his girlfriend out or wife out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine Bigelow has proven herself uh, multiple times since then. So I think that's just kind of sexist. Like, oh, a woman can't do this. But that truck scene did look exactly like the truck scene in Terminator. It's possible. I will, I will say that. He may have had yeah, a... I guess there's only so many ways you can film a, a, a gasoline truck exploding. I don't know. I don't know. I don't film movies. That's that's your <laughs> line of work. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was uh, our sophomore year. It was after uh, after our math class. We uh, did filming, blowing up trucks, truck explosions. <laughs> Just, <one. laughs> your two week six truck explosions. <laughs> um, do you want to you want to rate this thing? Yeah, let's rank it. Okay, so I know you've been here for the the fap scale, but uh, if you're new, we do this on a, a three tier scale of masturbatorial references. Uh, first of all, we do the feature and then the attention and the panic all on a zero to five. We'll start off with the feature, which is the story, um, which we literally have just dismantled in the past hour. But uh, as our esteemed fill-in co-host, you get to go first. Oh, great. Um, so what's a, so um, zero to hmm. five on the story? Like I said, I think the story and the characters are the best part. It's the execution that was terrible. Uh, uh, 
extra points for creating the whole Twilight genre a decade, 20 years in advance. I'll get, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Fair enough. Um, I didn't give it extra points for creating Twilight, so I just wanted a two and a half. But still, and like I agree with you. The, the, the story was the best part. The characters were the best part. Um, everything else kind of sucked. But uh, yeah. next we got the attention. How likely are you to watch this again? And this is, it. I, was, I was actually thinking about this this specific category when I was watching the movie. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to break this because this is the type of movie where I'm not likely to rewatch it again anytime soon. Like it's it's not an enjoyable movie to watch. Mm-hmm. It's a tone, you know, in the same way that you know certain songs you don't want to listen to unless you're in this specific mood. Uh, and I think this is the same way. However, in 40, 50 years, if I'm still alive, I would love to watch this movie again, or even like in 10 years, in 20 years, but in 50 years I could watch this movie again and still get the same enjoyment out of it. I would love to revisit it every now and then, just not often. Mm-hmm. So I don't know I don't know how that how does that usually play for you? What do you give that? Um I agree with you based on it, like every couple of years I could be like, yeah, we can watch Near Dark. Um right. I gave it a 1 based on that. Okay, I'm going to give it a 2. 2. Okay. Um and this is also the first time I watched it. So yeah. this this, you, when did you first see this? When you were younger, like, uh, high school, college. Me, we, the, our uh, little Staten Island crew watched it. So, near dark to you, maybe like my Strange Land, where it's like it's not a good movie, but I watch it every so often just because it was. And I didn't like, grow up with it. Yeah, I didn't grow up with it. It's not volcano. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Not Twister. Oh, fucking love Twister. Yeah, that's I'm a great movie. actually gonna try and watch Twister later. Um, the, the last one we have is the panic scariness of the movie uh, there wasn't a ton of effects other than Bill Paxton's face being ripped off um, which was cool although they barely show it it's a dark movie mm-hmm. it was dark, very dark there was times where I had a hard time seeing it on my TV yeah I, I, don't, I don't usually watch TV during the day uh, because the sun comes in through my windows and mm-hmm. I can't see my TV and dark movies are the worst and yeah no it was it was tough um it's not really particularly scary. The characters are menacing. All, uh, all of the vampires, except for, I guess, May, mm-hmm. are, are particularly menacing vampires in, in the pantheon of, of, of movie vampires. Um, two. two. 1.5. I don't wow. know. Wow. I don't know. Um, it's still pretty generous, though. I straight up gave it a zero. I'll, I'll give it a two. I'll, I'll bump it up to from 1.5 for the, uh, the, the makeup, the special effects makeup. Fair enough. I, I, I gave it a zero. No, no fucking around, just a, a zero. What you got to do? Um, I go solely on like, did this movie scare me? I, I never look at the effects. I never weight it on the effects because. It, it, well, you tell me. It's your show. If I should I, if I no. want to write that, it, the movie did not scare me. No, but part of it is the effects. Okay. The scary. The, the effects help the scariness. Hey, you're the host. I'm just the co-host slash guest. So. Yeah. This is a slash probably only person watching this too. So I'm the go- the co-host, the guest, and the viewer. This is uh our, being on our podcast is much like third grade recess where everyone just does whatever they want. <laughs> then, it, then we just kind of all come together once in a while. And right, I'm gonna go play at uh, then I'll go play at uh, the basketball hoop that has no net. And uh, <laughs> oh, that was the saddest one because if you made a nice shot, it didn't make the twick sound. Oh, that was everywhere. Would not there not a single net in my school had a uh, not in a single hoop in my school had a net. Jesus Christ. Not a single hoop in my school had a net. Oh, did I, say, I, I, got I, think, right I think you got it right the, the last time. Uh, it's because of the, 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 they're not weathered. 
they get wet and then they freeze. And then they, I figured this out because it happened to my own driveway net. It, it got frozen solid and then it literally disintegrated. And then, it, oh, the guy had put in my fucking basketball net, put it in at 11 feet, which is a foot over regulation. Mm-hmm. And then the net fell off. And then, so I had no net and none of my friends would play basketball with me because nobody could get any shots in because it was <laughs> fucking high. But that, that sums up my whole childhood, I think. Wow, and yet some. So you got really good at the eleven foot net. Tried to become a high school basketball superstar, but you kept overshooting because it was a foot lower. Yeah, no, this that's is a movie. I, that's exactly what happened. No, I was I was terrible anyway. But but none of my friends wanted to play because it was nobody could get a shot. I just imagine that they, this they is... might as well have just the guy might as well have just like put a an X across over the over the rim so that no ball could even get in. And then he, and then, he then he started dating my mom. So. <laughs> So that really does sum it up. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. You can email us at pot at gncast.com. Uh, you can leave us a message on the website. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, favorite part of the show, least favorite part of the show. What can we do different? What can we do better? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast of Terror. And uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, any of your favorite podcatchers. Please leave us feedback. I know we don't have eighty thousand feedbacks like you guys do, but we're in we're in double digits. We have a lot of one two stars, so it's it's a double edged sword. I'm still trying to figure out. Someone gave us a three star, and I haven't figured out who it is. <laughs> I'll figure it out. But uh, all subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com/slash/subscribe. You can find us on Facebook under the Galactic Network. Um, Jack, you can put your guest three, hat. Three, yeah, I guess I three stars though. That is interesting because. If you really love something or you're a big fan, you want to support the show, you go out of your way. iTunes, you know, right now iTunes review is kind of tedious. So you go, you put in the five stars, or you really hate it. You want to show that's terrible. You go and put a one star, three star. If you if you might think this is a three star podcast, but why would you go go out of your way to say it? Like who cares? If it's that mediocre, why bother? <clears throat> yep, and they didn't like type a review either, so they just clicked three stars <laughs> and were like. <laughs> It's a Thanks, mediocre no review thanks. for a mediocre podcast. Maybe it was uh, somebody, uh, director of uh, one of the movies you covered. That's possible. It's like, oh, you're the only, uh, I can give it three out of five, too. Here's my replayability score for Podcast of Terror. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> That's my impression of, uh, of Rob Zombie, by the way. Have you done a Rob Zombie movie? Mm, no. What's the director you've done that you didn't like? Oh, it's the director of Leviathan. Leviathan. Well, so um, keep in mind, although Leviathan did get low scores for me at least, we also did um, Grave of the Vampire, which I gave all zeros, Corey gave it zero zero one, and our guest gave it a zero two and one. It does sound like a pretty terrible movie. It's horrendous. It's on YouTube. Um, what was the other one? Manos in the Hands of Fate. Well, that's like famously bad. Yeah. That's got to be so bad it's good, right? It was bad enough that there is a side-scrolling game on Steam that I purchased. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, Manos in the Hands of Fate. Uh, I gave it zeros. Corey gave it zeros. And Dave, who also did uh, Grave of the Vampire, gave it a one, a zero, and a one. So I'm going to guess the Grave of the Vampire director is the one that left you the three stars, which was actually kind of generous of him. Yeah, given how much I disliked his movie. <laughs> Yeah, there's still there's a 10 five-stars and one three-star. Oof. Oof. It's going to haunt me. 
bringing that average down um yeah so you can go ahead and, and plug out your shit again i guess uh, sure so i do two i do a weekly podcast called 90s percentile it's very free form it's basically uh if you replaced matt with my co-host dan and you replaced uh and you took out all the actual talk about near dark you'd be left with a 90s percentile we do touch on 90s topics here and there uh that you guys submit so if you submit a 90s topic we'll we'll take it event we'll cover it eventually um, we also do a bi-weekly, bi-monthly podcast called Worst Episode Ever, where we watch new episodes of The Simpsons, new as in anything after like 1999, 2000. Uh, and we rank those. Uh, typically, they're bad. Sometimes they're okay. Uh, and we, uh, we've done some commentary tracks you can buy for movies like uh, Home Alone 2 and Air Force One and The Simpsons movie. Uh, and uh, you can find all of that at wepodcast.com. That's W-E-E podcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at we Studios Pod. That's we as in worst episode ever. It's not as in like a wee-wee. A wee-wee. And, uh, I'm at Jackie No Breaks if you want to follow me. I, I have a spelling homework blog on Facebook called Using a Sentence if you want to follow that. I post, you, my, old, I post my old spelling homework. Have you updated that recently? Uh, it's probably running out of new posts soon, but yeah, it's been updating three times a week for the last uh, four and five months. What the hell? What's it called? Use in a sentence. So basically a few years ago, I found my first grade spelling homework where I, they would give you a bunch of words and I would have to use them in a sentence. And the sentences I would use were so batshit crazy and so completely against the point of using a word in a sentence that I was like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta just put, do something with these. So I gotta do this. So I, I liked, I knew I liked your page. But I have not seen any of this. No, so, no, I nobody sees it. It's a very niche, niche, niche thing. Well, I have to, I have to outsmart Facebook and go and like a bunch of your posts so that it starts showing up in my feed. Oh, is that why you're suddenly liking all my posts? Yeah, I saw you. Get, I hope your watch is just going ape shit right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I turned Facebook off. I think I'm like, oh, fine. Yeah, because these I remember finding these, and these are very, very funny. I just you know, fucking Facebook. It's okay. It's all right. Fuck I forgive you. Facebook. Thanks, buddy. I'm glad. Um, you can find me on in on on the Twitter and the Instagram at Matt the Lifeguard. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm, on a, I'm Jackie No Bricks is also my Instagram, but I I have maybe two selfies. That's usually I just post pictures of like things. I I post pictures of the records that I purchase, and when I get really drunk, I take pictures of whatever I'm doing while drunk. I feel like I took a picture yesterday that I wanted to post, and I just remembered now. When was it? I'll get you. Oh no! Yeah, no. I, 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 I spilled. I was eating melted chocolate ice cream, and it spilled all over my jeans uh, while, I was, <laughs> while, while I was watching Near Dark. Uh, so I was so mad. So I just, I was already like texting. I think that's why I started spilling chocolate ice cream. Mm. So I just took a picture of it, and I, I got to post it later and put. Uh, uh, see, nothing gets chocolate out. Jesus. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> nothing gets chocolate out. Same. <laughs> I spend a lot it, looks, of- it looks exactly. It looks like I went out of my way to recreate the the shot from The Simpsons. Oh God, I can't wait to see that. I hope. I, I really do hope chocolate comes out. I I hope the shout wipes I use does get chocolate out, but we'll we'll find out. Um. Otherwise, get some shout spray, and before you throw it in the wash. That's, that's what I just said. Just use shout spray. You said shout uh, wipes. I said, so I, I, I was, it was shout spray, but I was saying shout wipes because I thought that would be more accessible to your audience. I didn't think people knew what shout spray was. Oh, see, I had to use shout spray because when I was down in Texas, I was sitting in a bar. Huh? Got huh? A, huh? 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 Oh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see I'm you wiggling. The, I'm not joking. Oh, I believe you. I believe you. Uh, I was uh, When I was down in Texas, I was sitting in a bar and just got a bloody nose randomly. And, Ooh, uh, 
yeah, it was weird. And the bartender like hand, and he just kind of looks at me and he said, ah, that's weird. I haven't done cocaine anytime soon. And he just like <laughs> stared at me and I'm like, oh, I'm serious. I haven't done cocaine recently. So <laughs> I don't know how I got a bloody nose, but I had to use shout spray to get it out of my shorts when I got home. So and it worked. It did. It did. Good. I hope this gets a chocolate out. All right. Well, I'll do that for this episode of the podcast here. So thanks again. We'll talk to you guys next week. The Sci-Fi Survival Guide is a podcast like you've never heard before. It is part of the Galactic Netcasts, but that is where the similarities end. It's a sort of audio feast, a theatre of the mind. You can find out more by going to www gncasts.com slash survive Maybe you will find out how to survive a nuclear explosion or maybe when the hordes of zombies come knocking at your door Each month we will take a popular science fiction scenario and I will tell you how to survive Be prepared at gncasts.com slash survive Next week on the Podcast of Terror Next week, Corey's still on vacation I love that guy, but fuck is he lazy sometimes I'm just kidding, Corey. Um, I'm going to be joined by uh, Gary Yap, who was previous guest on a couple episodes. We're going to be talking about a little movie called Starry Eyes. Uh, so, yeah, thanks again for another episode of the podcast here, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay scary, everybody. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.